Hey, what's up guys, it's Chase. Another episode of The Daily Creative is where I answer your questions on your journey, become a professional creator and or entrepreneur. Got some experience, I got the tools, the internet right here, I got a lot of friends to answer your questions. Let's get into the show, this one's from Joe. Hey, Chase and team. Um, big fan of the show. I've been following you guys for uh, the past several weeks. And my question is for creatives, it seems like the common thread that there is this balance between um, ego and self-doubt. And mm. it's like a teeter-totter for me sometimes of this feeling of a chip on your shoulder, I'm special, and then turning around the next day to... I have no idea why I'm doing this, you know, what makes me different than anybody else. And I just wondered okay. if you could relate to that and speak to that in any way. Really appreciate your help and wish you guys all the best. Awesome. Well, first of all, thank you for calling in. The, the concept of ego and self-doubt, they do go hand in hand, and it is something that everybody suffers from. Everybody. Everybody. What you need to do is you should go read Brene Brown, Dr. Brene Brown. First of all, she talks a lot about vulnerability and shame and ego and being out in front of people, being the man in the arena, the Roosevelt quote. Um, so required reading, you should check that out. But I th I'm, I'm just really happy that you brought up the question because there have been about 50 of these questions, these such questions here in the Daily Creative Call Q. Um, well, first of all, I find that usually ego and self-doubt are... A, a combination of two things. The, the ego um, usually comes, uh, well, it's a little, I guess it's a combination, two sides of the same coin. Like looking out there and seeing other people succeeding and doing better than you, um, it's a very, it's a compare uh, and contrast uh, culture that we live in. We see we're better than, not as good as then, not as good looking, we're uh, skinnier, taller, shorter whatever, so it's a relational with external things, and we don't do a very good job in here, and we also have really bad self-talk. So ego and self-doubt, ego is usually about what how you're perceived externally, and self-doubt, it comes from that internal mind. So um, first of all, the mind, I call it the mind, I'm ripping this off from Tony, oh, I'm gonna think about something, I'm gonna talk about something else from Tony Robbins. So what Tony Robbins does a great job of talking about, this is the mind, this is not your mind, this is a tool that you have developed. Sure, you put some stuff in it. It's a well-formed and well-filled mind, maybe, but it's the mind. It is a multi-million-year-old tool that is not designed to keep you happy. It is designed to keep you alive. It is a survival device, not necessarily inclined to bring you joy and happiness. So what do you have to do? You have to make this thing work for you. This, it's a whole organism, and this doesn't control this. They're all related. So when you have... Um, you know, this does work for ego as well, but mostly in self-doubt. Like you have to say, hey, brain, you work for me. And how do you do that? Well, um, there's lots of ways. I feel like gratitude practice is mission critical. I feel like um, the 3 a.m. voices in your head, those are not your friends, those are gremlins. How can you work to quiet those? I think meditation, a lot of this stuff. Self-care, I'm gonna put it all under self-care. That is the most important thing, I believe, for taking care of negative self-talk. Also, you have to program this thing for what you want it to do, the brain. Not your brain, the brain. Um, and I'm gonna go back to this point that I was thinking about earlier, Tony Robbins, fantastic. Tony is incredible. You've you know seen him watching on stages with you know 15,000 people clapping, but he's also coached 
you know, so many of the top athletes in the world, the top performers, presidents, world leaders, like he is a master psychologist. And I love this, this framework he gives us, state before story before strategy. And what he means by that is you cannot get, by and large, the right strategy either to not have bad self-talk or to be a high performer if you're not in a peak state, if you're not in an optimum state. And that's why I said earlier, like, like self-care, so important for being in a good state. Um, things like sleep, things like taking care of yourself, eating well. Um, and what are you programming? Are you visualizing? Do you have a gratitude practice? Do you, are you thinking about the things you want to be and become in the world rather than the things you don't like and, and hate? It's only when you're in a good state that you can tell yourself a good story. That is the programming of good positive thoughts rather than bad negative thoughts. So state, you have to, and a lot of that's physical too. Move your body, you wanna, you wanna change your state and you're in a frumpy, like, are you sitting like this and playing a video game and not all that happy? What if you sit up, exercise, move your body, get good sleep, all those things. So get a good state, um, be able to tell yourself a good story, and that will allow you to find, and then when you find those great strategies, actually employ them. So to me, the, that is a, is a big box around self-care and that self-doubt. You wanna knock that out. The difference between the worst golfer on the PGA and the best golfer, emotion, emotion, okay? So master your emotions, master self-doubt. I got a great video that I want you to listen to or watch um, called The 3M Voice Is Not Your Friend. So if you Google me and that, um, you've heard those little gremlins, you gotta find a way to shut those things up. The things that I just talked about, will do that. Now, let's talk about ego. Um, ego, it, I think, we talk a lot about confidence in our culture, and I think confidence is, it's valuable, but what confidence is, is it's when you do something over and over again, and then you get confident because you've done it before, and you know what it feels like to be in that situation, and you are, are prepared for it because you've seen it so many times. What is perhaps more important is courage because I don't remember who told me this. Debbie Millman? Debbie Millman. Designer, extraordinaire, amazing human. Courage is actually more important than confidence because it's courage that will allow you to do something the first time. And it's that, that, that is where the biggest leap comes. And then once you've done it once, confidence comes because it's easier to do something once you've already done it. So think of developing your courage more than your confidence. But I appreciate you, you, you commenting that those things are in, sometimes they're on a teeter-totter and conflict with one another. Um, so how, do you, how can you beat those things? Well, um, I think this is the potion. I think this is the magic elixir that I just, I just gave you there. And lastly, remember, part of this external, like seeing the world out there, you are, I mean, our brains are also relational, which is like, it, there's me and you and this and that. And again, that's how the brain works. So what we're doing constantly when you're looking at someone else's Instagram feed, you, you know everything about you. You know that, you know, that your boyfriend just broke up with you. You know that, um, that your bank account is low. You know that you got a flat tire. You know that you're having a hard time or a bad day or to get much sleep. And so you're thinking about that and that's fair. And then you look at somebody else's Instagram feed. Just to be clear, that is a highlight reel. That is not their life. They, they are over there thinking the same shit you're thinking right now. You're talking about the flat tire and the low bank account and all that stuff. Not for all the people, but most of the folks, we're all, we're all in this together. 
And at the end of the day, I really want you to go back and check out the Brene Brown stuff, specifically the quote about the man in the arena. If you're not putting yourself out there, you're not going to get criticized. If you're not going to get criticized, then you're not out there. So uh, there's a bunch of other things around that quote. I love, go look it up, the man in the arena. It's amazing. Um, so I get it. I get it. I don't have this, I'm, I'm trying to give you like a suite of tools and a way to think rather than be prescriptive of the actual answer. But if you tackle some of these things, some of the, the references there, you're going to be on a better path. And remember, courage over confidence and take care of the brain. It works for you. Make it think the things that you want it to think and then you're going to be in a much better place. And it's, it's easier said than done. Wait, yeah, easier said than done. But like, what is the practice that you have? Or do you put a series of practices in place in order to actually program that? Because we know that when we exercise our body, it responds. You'll lose weight, you'll get stronger, you'll get fit. The same is true for your brain. So you have to find some techniques. I have a set of daily habits. You can watch, you know, uh, what's the video that I have, the daily habits? Like, my daily habits? <laughs> my morning routine, there's a handful of them. So, um, beautiful question. A little bit all over than the answer, but I think you can put it together in something cohesive. And send me a note. Tell me how you do. Nice one. Thank you very much for calling in. And that was Joe. Um, second question is from Isaac. Let's hear from Isaac. It's a good voicemail. Hey there, Chase. This is Isaac White from St. Louis, Missouri. Isaac White. Uh, Instagram handle is Isaac White TV. Hey, I have this question. Um, I live in St. Louis. Missouri, as yep. I just mentioned, and my wife has an amazing job here, and we don't really have the option to move at the moment, but mm. St. Louis isn't the most favorable city for production work. Production so my work, question yeah. to you is, what advice would you give to someone that lives in a city that doesn't favor the type of work you're passionate about? Got it. But really appreciate some help on this. Thanks. Right. Bye. I noticed that you, that's a great question. Again, thank you, Isaac. And this is true. Like, I don't know how many of the folks who are listening or tuning in right now are from these major metropolitan cities, New York and LA and uh, San Francisco, Seattle, whatever, uh, Dallas, that most folks aren't probably, or s certainly a huge cross-section of those of you who aren't. And so there, I, I believe this is relevant to a lot of folks. And it's maybe even true for the folks that are in, um, like if you're in Seattle trying to make it in Hollywood, so you can be one big city or bigger city, emerging city to another one. Um, look at. You, it, I noticed in your, in your um, question, you actually said it's like it doesn't really favor production or something like that. It was a subtle, subtle um, thing that you said, which, fine, doesn't have to favor it. Sure, Los Angeles favors production. That's the film capital of the world. But films do get made in St. Louis. And what you want to do is you want to be the person at the center of the scene. Whatever scene is in your city, be the big fish in that pond and spend time doing that. Figure out the people. Who, who are the players? Who can you learn from? Who can you teach? Who can you be friends with? All this stuff is super, super critical. If you are, at some point, you can become a big fish in a small pond, that's fine. Do that first. See if you still love the work. And I understand, sure, you might have to wait tables or park cars or do something on the side. But do the production work, do the work that you love, despite the fact that you're in St. Louis and there's not a lot of productions there. Just be on every production. How do you do that? You've watched this, this is a video that I reference almost every one of these, in these, um, these daily creatives, which is the other 50%. And that's how do you get your work, um, or, or basically if you get, you, you've got work and it's, it's, you put it out there, but it's not thriving or you're not thriving. And that's by and large mostly because people don't participate in their community. So. 
participate in your community, um, even if it's in St. Louis. Now, let's go next level. Um, say you're in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I believe there's production there, but you might have to actually build some production. What do you have? Are you making films? Are you shooting indie docs? Are you working? If, if Even if it's you and three people, what can you do to start a meetup group, to start a, a film club, to start a production house? I think it's really, really interesting. And that's if, if there isn't a scene or you can't find a scene in your hometown, what can you do to start it? Again, you're putting yourself at the middle. Even if you're learning and you don't know a lot, get together and watch, you know, have creative live watch parties. We do this all the time. Learn about production techniques through watching online videos with your friends. Like build community around that. Now, those are two sort of things like find what you got, be a big fish, make it yourself. And then here's the kicker, which you may or may not want to hear. Um, Part of the other 50% is participating in, like the other 50% is participating in communities. So if you say you've done one of those, you know, thing one and two, and you still are just super hungry for it, you became the big fish in the small pond, it might be time to take the jump if you love it. Now, taking the jump doesn't mean like mortgaging everything and just moving west. It could, if you want to do that, that's fine. I think, you know, you want to take the island, burn the boats. There's a little bit of that in, uh, a little bit of crazy in following the things that you're supposed to do. But by and large, what about getting your name, like going out to LA for the summer and renting an Airbnb and trying to get on, like landing a production job from wherever you are or flying to LA, be there for a couple weeks, land a job on a feature film that's gonna take three months to shoot and go move to LA for three months. Check it out, put a foot down, foot down and figure it out. Again, it's going to be about the community that you develop, the people that you meet, and how good a work you do. Do you do good work and get called back? Do people say, oh my God, Isaac was awesome. We definitely want to call Isaac. And next week we're shooting in Toronto. Hey, if you did a good job on the shoot in LA, you want to come to Toronto, you might get an invite. So like, think about how you can sort of hack being in other markets without just like literally packing all your stuff up and moving west or you know wherever west is for you. So... I think those, those things, hopefully you'll take some of that advice and um, actually I would encourage you to hit me back somewhere on social and tell me what you've decided to do and check in with me every once in a while because I read all the comments. I read them. I read them. I try and respond to them. You guys are all IG and me. I'm my, my direct messages on Instagram <laughs> looks like a pile of hangers, but I love it. Um, and so thanks again, Isaac, for reaching out. I hope that put a on your question and... And I, th I think that applies to so many people, right? There's, there's so many of us who don't live in these metropolitan centers or don't live in the heart of New York or London where so much of these things thrive and there's a, there's a massive, rabid community. So do those other things that I said and check in with me. Let me know how I'm doing, how are you doing. All right, um, I love this show. I hope you do too. I hope it's helpful. Signing off, I hope you have a great day. All right, hey, before you go, thanks so much for listening. And if you got value from this show, Chances are your community will too, right? In the particular lies the universal. Please share this link to the show with a friend or mention the show and or Chase Jarvis, Creative Live, any of that stuff on social. That is a huge benefit for us in hopefully in exchange for providing value to you. I want you to know that I really appreciate your time, the attention, anything that you give to the show and the questions that you ask our guests either on social media or through my text community. All of that is pure gold. I want to take a second to say thank you. This community, like any community, 
is a testament to that old phrase, a rising tide floats all boats. And by elevating one another, by sharing and resharing this show, the tidbits that you learn and the experiences you take away, all of that has a collective, massive positive impact on the world. So just a quick thank you. I appreciate all the effort you put into sharing the show. All right, that's a wrap. Let's put today's episode into practice and get back to growing together.